Okay, good afternoon. Now, I hope uh, everyone has uh, gotten back to their seats. So this time we're going to start cells and tissues, second part. Now, uh, cellular physiology, membrane transport. This is the movement of substances in and out of the cell. So it happens both ways. And um, in another way of saying it, uh, no, the door has to swing both ways. Kailangan may in, merong out. Now, transport is by two basic methods. Pag sinabi mong passive, automatically merong active. So ano ang passive transport? So no energy is required. So for example, kunwari, uh, nasa, you're, you're, if you're the type of person who wants to or who has tried going up, going up, climbing up a tree or kunwari, ano, no, coconut tree, though I don't advise you to do that. Now, if you're going to, let's say, cut off a fruit and drop it, then maybe you can say this passive transport. Why? Because of gravity, no energy is actually required to have it brought down by the force of gravity. But then again, if, for example, by some by some twisted what situation, you have to get that same fruit na nahulog or hinulog mo, then you have to get it up again. Then you're going to have to take it galing sa baba, and you're going to have to climb up against gravity. Okay, So that's going to require energy, and that would be considered active transport. So solution, what is a solution? Ang importante sa solution is that it is a homogeneous mixture of two or more components. So the solvent is a dissolving medium. And don't forget that water is a universal solvent. And the solutes are the components in smaller quantities inside that new uh, mixture na, na homogeneous, kaya naging solution na siya. Kasi kung hindi siya homogeneous, yung mixture na yun, eh, heterogeneous siya. Now, intracellular fluid. So, pag nakita nyo, intracellular fluid, it's going to be the nucleoplasm and the cytosol. And the interstitial fluid is fluid on the exterior of the cell, pero in reality, it's actually the fluid in between cells. In between cells. Now, selective permeability. The plasma membrane allows some materials to pass while excluding others. Do you remember? Yung mga channel proteins. Do you remember? Yung mga hydrophobic and hydrophilic. Depende doon. Kung ano ang papasok, ano ang lalabas. Now, let's talk about diffusion for a bit. Now, you may have tried this uh, if if you're into this thing. Pumahili ka ng kape. Maybe there was one time in your life na you had to prepare some water or boiling water and then you put it, I don't know, no? may dalawang types of, of uh, pagtitinta ng coffee if you ask me. May mga tao na inuuna yung tubig, may iba naman inuuna nila sa baso or sa mag yung kape. No? I don't know, nasan ka doon. But the bottom line is this, whichever part or whichever kind of person you are, can you actually have coffee na sakto yung timpla niya without stirring? Without stirring. Now, the answer is actually yes. Pwede naman. You can like move. Uh, you can rather, you can leave a mug of boiling or let's say just hot water and then lagyan mo ng coffee granules or coffee powder, and then iwan mo. Eventually, because of the process of diffusion, it will distribute themselves evenly. It's just going to take a much longer time compared sa titimplahin mo. Why? Because think about it this way. This is the area of higher concentration. 
Eh dito, halos wala. But technically, we can say there is a low concentration. So from high to low, it's going to spread out here and there, kahit saan man siya. And then eventually, it's going to look like this. Kasi nga, it's going to move from an area of higher to lower. Now, there are two types of diffusion. Ito yung simple diffusion. Pag wala kang ginawa, solutes are lipid-soluble materials are small enough to pass through the membrane force without any help. So pag sinabing simple diffusion, ito yung, ito yung remember mo yung ano. Now, remember the, the example I gave na when you put coffee and the water together, pero you did not stir it. So, unassisted yung process. But then, when you stir it, that becomes actually facilitated diffusion. So, pero in this case, in uh, the anato anatomic and physiologic sense, ang kailangan natin is a protein carrier. Kung, so, kung nagtitimpla ka ng kape, ito yung, ano, ito yung, yung, ano mo, yung teaspoon mo. Alright. So, highly polar water easily crosses the plasma membrane. Ito yung osmosis. And this actually causes uh, a lot of clinical conditions. Depende. Pwedeng, um, pwedeng edema, pwedeng ano, anasarca kung buong katawan. No? So, it's actually important yung osmosis. Now, here's how it looks like. Yung simple diffusion. Kasi dadaretso lang siya. Papasok from an area of uh, higher to lower. Pero when you look at facilitated, kailangan may dadaanan siya. Now, these are channel proteins. And actually, ang tawag nito sa kanila mga integral proteins. Okay, if you're gonna go into biochemistry. So, kita niyo concentration gradient. It's a, you have to go down. Mga lipid insoluble. Ayan. Next. Now, filtration. Filtration, again, is water and solids are forced through a membrane by fluid or hydrostatic pressure. Now, again, going back to the coffee example. Uh, have you ever tried mag-brew ng coffee? Yung Yung coffee beans, tapos with yung filter paper. That's actually a good example, diba? So, when you put water there, yung filter, ang tawag doon sa filter paper. So, pag lumabas siya, pag na-process na siya, okay na. Yun na yung kape mo. No? Masarap yun pag malamig, if you ask me. Mas malamig yung cold brew. Now, pressure gradient must exist. Now, the solute containing fluid... It's pushed from an area of high pressure to a lower area. Yun yung, kumbaga, yung filter na sa taas, yung lower area is yung baso mo. Next, transport substances that are unable to pass by diffusion. Anong rason? Hindi sila makakalusot by simple diffusion if it's too large. Obviously, it's going to be difficult if it's too large. Tapos maliit yung buta. So how can you pass through? They may not be able to dissolve in the fat core of the membrane, and they may have to move against the concentration gradient. So from high to low, baka kailangan ng low to high, mahirap yun. Now, two common forms of active transport is solute pumping and bulk transport. Now, here is a tip. Okay? Here's a tip. Diba nakita nyo, no? Uh, letter S. So, eto ang solute pumping. Let me just write it down, siglet. Solute pumping. Okay? So kapag ganun, gusto ko isipin nyo agad is sodium and potassium. Sodium and potassium. Sodium and potassium for solute pumping and for bulk transport. Iba naman yun. Okay? Now, 
amino acids, some sugars and ions. Ito yung sodium and potassium. And then sa ATP naman, energizes protein carriers, yung adenosine triphosphate, and in most cases, moves substances against concentration gradients. So hindi siya from high to low, pwede siyang low to high. So ito yun, no? yung sabi ko, sodium and potassium. Remember ha, yung sodium, ang pinakamarami nasa labas, potassium naman nasa loob. Dapat ng cell. I'm gonna post this later, so don't worry. Now, bulk transport, exocytosis. Remember nyo kanina yung photo nung palabas? It moves materials out of the cell. And material is carried in a membranous vesicle. Hello sa Golgi apparatus. Don't forget that. Yung secretory vesicle. Now, the vesicle migrates to the plasma membrane. It combines with the plasma membrane and then dumalabas. So, ito lang yung kumbaga steps ng exocytosis. So, ito yun, no? They're packed together, they move toward the plasma membrane, and when they hit or meet the plasma membrane, they try to combine, and then it infolds. No? This is what you call an invagination. Invagination, an infolding, kung saan lumalabas yung mga nasa loob na for secretion in a process known as exocytosis. Ngayon, pag endocytosis naman, dalawang klase nun. Pag endo, meaning papasok. So, dalawa ang pwedeng mangyari. Either, lalamunin niya, which is cell eating, we call it phago, phagocytosis. And then, pag ininom, pino. Pino or pinocytosis sa mga ibang authors pa. Phagocytosis and pinocytosis. So, don't forget that. Now, ito yun, no? It's another way of looking at it. Yung endocytosis. So, ito naman do, pag may ingested na substance, think of this, for example, a bad, very bad, bad, naughty bacteria na, na kinain or it was phagocytized because of processes, phagocytosis, it was phagocytized by the white blood cell, nakain siya, tapos napunta sa loob, then, then papasok si lysosome, it's gonna combine, diba? kakainin niya, and then it's going to be digested, tapos yung mga tiratirang waste products ilalabas. That's endocytosis. Now, for the cellular life cycle, we have two major periods. You have the interphase, which, in which the cell grows and carries on life. It carries on just the metabolic processes to survive. In short, para siyang resting phase. Kasi it's growing, but it's just carrying on the metabolic processes. Now, how about cell division? Obviously, this is where the cell replicates itself and is to produce more cells for growth and repair. Yun ang dalawang period. So, is it replicating? Then the answer is interface. Is it replicating? Kung the answer is yes, then it's cell division. Okay? Again, if the cell is replicating, the answer is no. Then interface. If naman it's replicating actually or dividing, then it's cell division. Okay. Now, DNA replication. Now, you're going to get into this more in biochemistry, but remember that genetic material is duplicated and readies a cell for division into two cells. Ito ang tawag natin na daughter cell. It occurs toward the end of interface kung saan uh, the, just, uh, the cell just carries on the metabolic processes. Why? Kasi, syempre, it has to get ready or prepare for the cell division or cell replication. So, ang nangyayari is that you have the DNA template and kasi nga, di ba? It's a double helix. So, ang nangyayari is that it is uncoiled. And each side serves as a template. Now, 
Yung mitosis naman is a division of the nucleus and it results in the formation of two daughter nuclei. So, ito yung dalawa, mitosis. Two daughter nuclei. There's gonna be a photo later, okay? Now, cytokinesis. Kinesis is movement. So, ito yung division of the cytoplasm. And it begins where mitosis is near completion because it has to get ready and it results in the formation of two daughter cells. So, interface, ating sabi natin, no? No cell division occurs kasi normal, normal lang, para lang mabuhay yung cell, okay? Then, ito yung prophase. Ito na yung simula natin, no? Now, remember, bahala na, no? Yung prophase, I hope you're getting this. Yung prophase is, bahala na, ito yung first part. Bahala na, ito yung first part of cell division and where the centromeres migrate saan? to the, so ano nga yung prophase, hipin nyo lang yun ang first part where the centromeres migrate to where the poles. Okay? Don't forget that. Yung metaphase naman. Metaphase is the spindle from centromeres are attached to the chromosomes that are aligned in the center. So anong gusto ko ma-realize ma nyo? Dito, yung meta, no? Yung sa metaphase, M middle. The chromosomes are at the middle. Yung anaphase, uh, it's very easy to remember na anaphase is the daughter chromosomes are pulled toward the poles. So this is the first time that I mentioned the word na daughter chromosomes, diba? So remember na lang na you have a daughter named Anna. And the cells begin to elongate. The telophase is, a, is where the daughter nuclei begin forming. And uh, look, let me ask, what is it that you think about when you hear the word cleavage? Now, you might think of two different parts of the body. There's one in the thorax and there's one in the lumbar area. So just remember this, though. Now, look at the adobang cleavage. No? In general, it looks like this. It looks like a cleavage. Yeah, no? In cleavage. Now, look at the letter T. Look at the letter T. If you look at it, if you look at it, it forms a cleavage. The letter T. But this letter T is now for telophase. The cleavage furrow for cell division begins to form. Don't forget that. So, ito na yun, interface. No? At the end of the interface, magsa-start na na mag-unfold or mag-uncoil, uh, rather, si DNA. Tapos, ito na sa early prophase, which is the first part, kung saan, the centrioles, magsa-start siya migrate sa poles, meaning the opposite ends. Then, yung late prophase, ayan na, no? Medyo mas klaro na. Then you have the metaphase. No? Dito na si, si chromatids no? na nasa middle, nasa gitna. Tapos sa uh, anaphase, ito na yung simula na nagpakita na si daughter chromosomes. Ayan na. And then sa telophase, ayan na yung cleavage furrow. There you go. The cleavage furrow. And cytokinesis. In short, gumagalaw na yung cell. Humihiwalay na actually sa isa't isa into two separate bodies. Now, protein synthesis is, yan yung napag-usapan natin, yung gene, the DNA segment that carries a blueprint for building one protein. And ito yung protein na ito can be ano nga yun? If it's a straight line or maybe linear, then it's what? It's structural. Ito yung mga cellular scaffolding. At kapag naman bilogin siya or globular, then it's going to be enzymatic or an enzyme. So that's the realization. Enzymes are actually proteins. So, ito na yun, building material for cells. Building material for cells. Ito na yung linear. 
at enzymes naman, ito yung bilogin. No? I actually did that on purpose. No? Ito, linear and then bilogin. Si enzyme. Which are known as biological catalysts. Now, I am not familiar if you're going to tackle this in this level in biochemistry, but just take note that enzymes actually, you can survive life without, uh, you can have life without enzymes. Okay? Yun nga lang, it's going to be very slow. So enzymes do not really create new processes. So ginagawa lang nila is just they make it, actually, you know, it's a biochemistry. They lower the energy that's needed to, to, trigger, to trigger a process. Kaya kinatawag na catalyst sila. But they don't really make new processes sa katawan. So that's something to take note of. Now, RNA is essential for protein synthesis. I hope you remember what RNA is. Ribonucleic acid. And ano nga yung RNA? RNA plus protein. I hope you answered ribosome. Now, actually, madami, no? Meron pa tayong mga microsomal RNA, yung mga ibat-ibang RNA. But just to be, uh, just to simplify this, yung transfer RNA transfers the appropriate amino acids to the ribosome for building the protein. Bakit? Remember that the amino acids combine to build proteins. Ribosomal RNA, they help form the ribosomes where proteins are built. So please take note of this. This is a very smart slide no, for me. It looks very smart. Ano nga yung ribosomes natin? You have ribosomal na RNA plus what? Plus proteins. Okay, this is a very smart slide. Yung gumawa man nito. No? Now, the messenger RNA, ito yung actually na nilalabas. It carries the instructions for building a protein from the nucleus to the ribosome. From the nucleus to the ribosome. Next, transcription. So, ganito yon. Yung instructions kapag ng DNA, kapag sinusulat pa lang siya, yun ang tawag na transcription. So, ito yung DNA-based sequence natin. Remember when the DNA is being uncoiled and it is being copied into a sequence, kaya complementary, no? kasi baliktaran, and it becomes mRNA, that's transcription. At kapag naman nakalabas na si mRNA at ginagawa na siyang amino acid sa ribosomes at ginawa na yung amino acids into proteins, depending no, on how you fold it, so tama yun. Protein folding ang tawag nun. Uh, actually, in biochemistry, it's called heat shock proteins or molecular chaperones. Pareho lang. There are different types. It's known now as translation. So if I were to give you a tip, if nasa loob pa siya ng nucleus, it's transcription. Pero kapag nasa labas na, that is translation. So you can think about it na, imagine mo, no? Kunwari may nagsusulat ng cookbook or ng recipe. Pag sinusulat pa lang niya, Eh, transcription yon. Para pag ikaw, eh, ginawa mo na yung dish na yon or yung lutong yon, yun na yung interpretation mo ng dish niya, which in this case is called translation. So, ayan no? Ayan na. Ito si, mag-uncoil na si DNA. You have the complementary base na nagiging mRNA. Pag lumabas na siya sa nuclear pore, eh, dito na siya sa cytosol, ba? So, it leaves a nucleus attaches to the ribosome, a ribosome rather, and the translation begins. Tapos DRNA, ayan na, magkocombine sila, parang typewriter, no? Parang typewriter. Tapos, lalabas siya. And then, ayan na. Ayan na si transfer RNA. So, sige lang, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to look for a video so that makes it easier for you also later. So now, anong importante nito? Eto na, no, we're gonna go na to the actual cells. And uh, we're going to talk about them as tissues na. So, alam na natin ngayon that cells are specialized for different functions. 
In short, we have different types of cells, okay, na may iba't ibang functions. And what are tissues? These are cells that have similar functions that are grouped together. Kasi they also have similar structure. Now, what are the four main types? What are the four main types? Ewan ko, no? How you wanna memorize this? Kasi uh, there's epithelium, there's connective tissue, there's nervous tissue, and there's muscle tissue. If you ask me, maganda siguro kung susulat nyo as MEN-C, no? MEN-C. You have muscle, you have epithelial, nervous, and connective tissue. But, of course, ECNM could also work if that's good for you. So, ngayon pag-usapan natin ang epithelial tissue. Yung epithelial tissue, though we're gonna delve into this more next time, is found in body coverings, body linings, and glandular tissue. So, in short, ito yung nakapalibot sa katawan mo sa loob at sa labas. And also sa mga glands. So, anong function niya? Protection, absorption, filtration, and secretion. Protection from what? Like the skin. Protects you from harm, toxic substances. Protects you from mechanical damage, chemical damage, even heat damage or radiation damage. Diba? Absorption. Ano naman yun? When you're drinking water, it gets, it gets absorbed in the GI tract. When it's being filtered, anong ginagawa nun? Diba? Yung, yung tubig na absorb, naging part ng dugo, and then yung dugo, kapag meron ng uh, function, ibig sabihin, nagawa na yung dapat niyang gawin, nag-transport ng nutrients here and there, also carrying waste products, it gets filtered by the kidney, which is also responsible now for secretion. So that's epithelial tissue. Now, anong epithelial tissue pa? How do you know it's epithelial tissue? Well, unang-una, they fit really close together. And one tissue layer always has a free surface. Ibig sabihin, there's always one layer na exposed either sa labas or to the environment of the body. Bakit exposed sa environment of the body? Kasi think about it this way. For example, yung GI tract mo or your gastrointestinal tract mo, that's from your mouth unto your anus. Diba? Now, it, it, it may look like that pag may kinain tayo, that uh, yung food is inside the body. Well, it is technically inside, but it's more like it, it's in a tunnel that passes through from your mouth to your rectum. So it's not really absorbed per se na inside of the body. So if I were to describe it, let's just say that when we're taking in food, you know, when you're taking some gypsal and all that, no? yung mga lettuce, it's actually not inside the body, but it's within the body. Parang ganon. Because it's in a tunnel, which is the GI tract, and it's just passing through your body. So, yung daanan niya, yung tunnel na yun, diba? If you're, maybe you're, doon kayo sa underpass, no? Yung parang tunnel doon. Uh, think about it that way. Na ganun ang epithelial tissue. Yung parang semento sa tunnel na yun. Part na nakikita mo. Now, epithelium also is avascular. Now, here's something I need you to know. Pag sinabi natin ang bagay ay, ay napaka-vascular, wag muna yung A ha, vascular, ibig sabihin madugo siya, madugo. Another way of looking at this is kapag sinabi mong vascular ang isang bagay, napaka-rich ng kanyang blood supply. Napaka-rich ng blood supply. But in medical terms, pag ilagay mo ng A, avascular, ibig sabihin wala, nawala. So pag sinabi mong avascular, then it has or maybe very, very little to the point na no blood supply. Let me give you another example. Kung sakali na mataas ang temperature mo, by the way, ha, oh, mga, siguro alam na to ng mga gwardiya ngayon, no? kasi they help us, yung mga guards in 
in looking for people with fever. So, ang totoong fever, tinuturo usually is 37.5 degrees Celsius. Now, that's not entirely accurate because yes, dapat naman talaga fever na yan. But, we are also uh, forgetting the fact na pwede naman pala na isang tao ay tumaas yung temperature niya kasi mainit. Or in short, yung mga tao, no, pag kunwari summer or nag-exercise, no, mga walang ligo. So that is why, let's improve this. It's better na pag sinabi mo na may fever yung isang tao is kapag 37.8 degrees Celsius. Okay? Eto dapat. Now, let me get one point across also. You may have heard na kapag, kapag may fever, eh, bawal maligo. Okay? Bawal maligo. Actually, pwede naman. Maligo kayo, no? Huwag lang yung super lamig na para kayo ng ice bucket challenge. No, no. Tepid sponge bath is good for you. Okay. Now, why did I talk about this thing? Simple lang. Because if you have fever, tawag natin doon, no? Pag nag-positive ka ng fever, we call that in medical terms as febrile. So, pag sinabi mo, kunwari, no, you're in the clinic or you're in the company, if you're working as a company nurse or when you're in the hospital, in the ward, and then you talk to each other, na, oh, si patient, uh, you know, bed one. Or kunwari, no, room 101, bed one. Febrile. Ibig sabihin, meron siyang fever. Ibig sabihin, at least 37.8 degrees Celsius ang kanyang temperature. Now, let us do this. Let us apply this ngayon. What does it mean na pag sinabi mo, a si patient a febrile? Ibig sabihin, hindi siya umabot ng febrile state lower than 37.8 because simply means wala siyang fever because of the letter A. Alright? So keep that in mind. Also, it regenerates easily if well-nourished. So kapag may sugat ka, mataas yung blood supply, huwag ka mag-alala, that is going to heal most likely. Assuming that everything else is normal. Okay? Example, you don't have a disease that makes it difficult to heal like diabetes. Now, what's nice about this lecture is that you can now, uh, I'm going to talk to you in anatomy terms pa. I'm going to teach you how to describe the things you see in a microscope. So, una kasi, Think about it this way. Pag nag-describe ka ng cells na nakikita mo sa microscope, ito yung first name or yung given name niya. Parang pangalan niya niya. May given name at may apelyado. Okay? Or family name. Now, the given name sa atin is the first name, di ba? So, in reality, you look at the layer. You look at the layer. Okay, let me just write that down. Kapag nag-describe ka, ang isipin muna is, what? Isipin mo is the layer and the shape of the cells. The layer and the shape. So, pag-usapan muna natin ang layer. Kapag isa lang ang layer, it means simple. So, pag sinabi mong simple, one layer lang yan. Pag sinabi mong stratified, it actually means more than one. Yung pinamoto, no? One, two, three, four, five. These are five layers. So, we can say na this is stratified. Na dahil isa lang siya, we can say this is simple. Now, that is the first name. Next. Ano yung sabi natin kanina? Una is, una is the layer and the next is shape. 
So, ano yun? Kapag isa lang, then it is simple. Simple. At kapag more than one, it is going to be stratified. Tama. Don't forget that, ha? mga kapatid. Ngayon, talk about naman natin yung shape. Kapag flat siya, tawag natin dyan squamous. Or sa iba pa, no, squamous. Because it's going to be flat. Kapag naman cube-shaped siya, you're going to call it cuboidal. Kasi cube-shaped. At pag sinayin mo namang medyo matangkad, column-like, then it's columnar. So, anong ibig sabihin nito? Tingnan nyo ha, combine natin. If we say that it's simple squamous, ibig sabihin it's one layer na flat shape. Pag sinabi natin simple cuboidal, it means one layer na cube-like cells, cube shape. Kapag natin sinabi naman ay simple columnar, ibig sabihin isang layer lang siya, pero patayo or tall yung structures niya. At pag sinabi mo namang stratified squamous, meaning more than one layer, pero flat yung cells, stratified cuboidal, sabihin, more than one layer, pero cuboid, and syempre, columnar na, kapag patayo, and stratified columnar, in theory. Alright? So, eto na yun, no? apply natin, simple squamous, or simple squamous. You have a single layer of flat cells, like the basement membrane dito, dito sa lungs, no? So, usually forms membranes. It lines the body cavities, lines the lungs and capillaries. That can simple squamous. Now, actually, I wanted to look at this. I wanted to look at this. I'm assuming you can see my mouse. So, kita niyo nakalagay dito. It's called, or nakalagay dito, air sacs of the lungs. Are these actually air sacs? The answer is no. Actually, sa totoong, ano, sa totoong slide, that's not an air sac. That's just evidence of an air sac. Bakit? Kasi yung air sac is actually ito. Ito sila, no? Yung mga different na, na epithelial cells, di ba? Yan yung mga epithelial cells. Nandiyan yung mga, actually, yung mga, yung mga red blood cells na dumadaan, no? These are just evidences of air sacs. Bakit? Kasi pag-slice sa kanila, pag-slice nung part ng, ng lung at nakita siya ng microscope, hindi na nasasali yung air sac mismo or yung air. Okay? So, evidence na yan of air. Now, how about simple cuboidal? So, ano yung napag-usapan natin? Balik tayo, ha? Single layer, simple squamous, lungs and capillaries. So, maliban sa cavities, lungs and capillaries. Kapag naman simple cuboidal, ang gusto ko maisip nyo is the glands and their ducts. Okay? Lalo na ang simple cuboidal, which is the kidney and the ovaries. So, pag lungs and capillaries, ano nga yun? Simple squamous. Kapag naman kidneys and ovaries, simple cuboidal. Don't forget that. Now, how about simple columnar? Simple columnar, ito yung example. Yung GI tract natin or gastrointestinal tract na kasama si stomach. Kita nyo, no? Patayo yung mga cells niya. Columnar. Now, anong nakalagay dito? Goblet cells. Goblet cells po ang responsable. Sila ang may kasalanan kung bakit marami tayong sipon o plema. Now, take note. The difference between sipon and plema is that kung saan lang siya nanggaling. Now, it's actually just mucus in reality. Sipon and plema are both mucus, but we actually call it phlegm kapag pinapalabas na siya or galing na siya sa lungs at pinapalabas siya ng pulmonary tract natin. There you go. Now, Kanina, di ba, napag-usapan natin is simple lang and stratified. 
So ano naman itong pinapasok natin ngayon ng bago, pseudo-stratified? Ito lang ibig sabihin nun, mga kapatid. Mukha siyang marami, pero actually isang layer lang siya. Again, mukha siyang marami, pero actually isang layer lang siya. Now remember, the word pseudo means false. So, kumbaga, fake. Fake na stratified. So, na-fake, di ba? Mukha lang siyang stratified, pero isa lang siya. Look, this is actually legit. We call it the pseudo-stratified ciliated columnar epithelium. I hope you understood that, no? Pseudo-stratified because, look, akala mo marami siyang layer, pero actually isa lang pala siya. Ano pa? Ciliated. May cilia. Do you remember ano yung prutas ng cilia natin? Di ba? Yung rambutan. Yung rambutan. So, pseudo-stratified, ciliated. There you go. And columnar, kasi patayo. Di ba? Patayo. Yan ang nasa trachea. So, dahil dito, ito yung rason. Ito yung rason kung bakit uh, nalalabas yung plema. Ito yung rason na nalalabas yung plema. Now, let me just uh, let me just say this a little. I have a lot of patients who say, I want to stop smoking, but whenever I try, uh, inuubo ako. So, wag na lang. Siyempre, no, hindi, naman nag hindi naman in English. No? Karamihan nagbibisaya. Okay, but you know, for, for lecture purposes, they want to stop, but then when they do, inuubo sila. Now, what is the reason for that? Kaya sila nag, uh, let's say, nag-relapse, no? bumabalik sila sa smoking kasi sabi sabihin sa'yo, Dok, mabuti pa yung hindi pa, mabuti pa yung naninigarilyo ako. Di ako inuubo. Tama naman yun. Totoo. But you have to explain to these people, na lalo na yung mga tao, no, there's anyone sa inyo who knows someone who wants to stop or is trying to stop pero hindi niya kaya kasi nga, Pag nag-stop siya ng smoking, eh, inuubo siya. The reason for that is this. Kita niyo itong cilia. Di ba, mucosal cells ito. Mucosa, no? We call it the mucociliary elevator. The mucociliary elevator. Ang iba naman, no? Ibang libro, mucociliary escalator. Na doesn't matter kung escalator elevator, basta pataas, palabas yun. Now, the difference is that kapag nag-smoke ka, what happens is your mucociliary elevator is actually paralyzed. It stops working. Now, that means hindi na niya kayang ilabas yung mga dapat ilabas. So, when you stop smoking, finally, muram mong naghatag og extra life, no? Or naghatag mong what? Resurrect, no? Sa mga cilia. So, what happens is finally, they wake up or they they become alive again and they start working and they're trying to work or do their job. And that means ilalabas nila yung mga hindi dapat nasa lungs mo dahil nagsasmoke ka. And kapag naman itry nila ilabas yun, then you're gonna end up coughing. Kasi nga, it's going to irritate. It's going to irritate your throat para uubo ka, para malabas. That's just how cough works. So, yung mga hirap magano, sabayan nyo lang yung mga hirap mag-quit sa Yossi. So, other than that, may function in absorption or secretion, like what we said, no? Absorption, like sa GI tract, and secretion kapag naman um, uh, like the mucociliary elevator. Okay? So, mucus, goblet cell, ito, goblet cell, ito ang gumagawa ng plema or ng sipon. Now, stratified squamous, ito na yung free edge na ay flattened and protective covering when there is common friction. So, look at this. This esophagus. Look at the nuclei. Ang dami, no? Ang dami. Ang daming layer. Pero squamous yan lahat. It's flat shape. Bakit ganon? 
Think of it as armor. Think of it as armor. Now, this is about friction. So any area of the body that could have friction from food or anything, kailangan niya stratified squamous para hindi magasgas ng sobra, hindi mag-erode. No? Okay? So standard protective covering where friction is common, like what? The skin, like when we brush against stuff. Okay, like may nasagi ka, no? Ano pa? The mouth, because, you know, um, ang daming pwedeng kainin, diba't ibang textures and all that. So, eto pa, no? Especially if toddler ka, ang daming mong nakakain na hindi dapat. You put things in your mouth. That's, that's, that's part of it, no? So, alagaan yung mga toddler palagi, no? <laughs> Kasi, naku po. Alright. And of course, example natin dito is the esophagus. Now, ano pang example nito? Let's just uh, see how it looks like. Diba? Stratified cuboidal, two layers of cuboidal cells. Although importante is it's more than one. Ano pa? Stratified columnar, marami pero nakapatayo. The stratified cuboidal and columnar is very rare but meron. It's in the ducts of the larger glands. Okay? Pag-uusapan din natin yan next time. Now, ang special naman nito is may tinatawag tayong transitional epithelium. Okay? Ano ibig sabihin ng transition? Di ba nagbabago between one phase to the next? Parang gano'n, no? Now, uh, ang transitional epithelium is depende kung sa state ng organ mo. Okay? For example, uh, some of you here, baka marami nainom kanina, no? Medyo naihina. So, let's say na napupuno na yung ano nyo, bladder nyo. By the way, there are two bladders in the body. Ha? You have the gallbladder and the urinary bladder. Don't forget that. Dalawa po ang bladder natin. But we're talking about the urinary bladder or known as a cystic bladder. Kaya pag nagka-UTI ka, minsan tawag dyan, no, cystitis. So, kapag nagsistretch siya, nagbabago yung itsura niya. So, that's why it's called transitional epithelium. Now, gland um, is one of the more uh, one of the more interesting ones kasi... Ito yung nagsisecrete ng mga bagay. Na ang importante lang gusto ko malaman nyo is meron ng endocrine and exocrine gland. No? Yung exocrine may pinapalabas sa body like yung sweat and oil gland kasi it's outside diba? the body through the skin. And yung endo naman nasa loob lang siya. So yung target niya actually is within sa loob lang ng katawan. So they act on areas distant, no? mga malayo. Pero, they use the blood. So, ano importante dito? Kita nyo, no, naka, nakakalito. Endocrine is ductless or walang duct. Exocrine naman ang actually merong duct. So, anong gusto ko malaman nyo? Pag may nabasa ko yung endocrine gland, para di kayo ma... Ito, cross out nyo agad sa letter D. Ha? Cross out nyo agad sa letter D pag may nabasa ko yung endocrine. Bakit? Ibig sabihin, wala siyang duct. Wala siyang duct. What's another way of looking at this? Endocrine, endocrine, hormone, exocrine, sweat, and oil. Actually, yung pancreas meron din, no? Ito the GI tract, pero sweat and oil muna tayo. Now, gawin natin ng kwento to, no? Yung connective tissue is found everywhere in the body, and it's actually considered the most abundant and widely distributed. And the function niya is, it binds tissues together, it supports the body, and provides protection. Mga kapatid, malapit na tayo matapos, ha? Remember that, ha? malapit na. Hold on na lang. Ha? So, gawa natin ng kwento. Ang connective tissue, it binds, supports, and provides protection. So, gawa natin ng kwento. Dati kasi, nung kami, nung kami, nasa grade school pa, no? we were into the whole Boy Scouts thing. I remember grade 5, 
Uh, we underwent this patrol leader training course, yung mga troop leaders, ganun-ganun. And we actually felt uh, it was fun. We actually had a good connection afterwards, okay? Yung mga dumunahita, no? yung mga matatapang, yun, yung mga umiiyak kasi madaling maging homesick, no? Very attached to family. So, nakakatuwa. So, because of those, you know, those experiences namin, ano nga yung BSP, yung Boy Scouts of the Philippines, no? So, remember, BSP, Boy Scouts of the Philippines, yung kwento ko. So, we feel like we're really bound together and we support each other and we protect each other, ha? And dahil doon, kasi meron kami magandang connection. Yun lang yung sipin nyo, ha? We had a good connection after that training course namin. Nag-iyakan yung iba doon. And we felt really close. We felt that we were so bound together and we were supporting each other, no? Pare, kaya mo yan. Or, bye, kaya na, bye. Oh, hilak ya ka. Hilak po ko doon. Okay na, no? And uh, ano pa, we also provide protection for each other. So yun yung connective tissue. Don't forget that. So Boy Scouts of the Philippines. Okay? Now, anong nakatuwa sa connective tissue? Ang iba sa kanila sobrang malaki yung blood supply. Meron namang iba, uh, walang blood supply. And yung iba naman, extracellular matrix, ibig sabihin, it's non-living material, hindi siya buhay. No, nandun lang siya. Surrounds the living cells. But it's considered connective tissue. 